Hello, welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that wonders, why the fuck did the Joker from the 1989 Batman just have a pair of glasses in his pocket? What kind of glasses were they? Were they sunglasses no, or no, regular glasses? Regular glasses. Remember that where it's like, wouldn't that guy wearing glasses, would you? Oh, yeah. Like, right, did he just have those in his pocket? Well, I mean, it's the Joker, so he probably was kind of like the mask where he had like a thousand things in his no. pocket. Picture of the chief's wife. But, like, he just had those. Like, did he assume that at one point Batman would punch him, or would he assume he would look, look smart? Somebody would or... punch him, or he would look smart. Do you remember the episode of Big Bang Theory where Penny's trying to make herself smarter, but she can't learn anything, so she just gets the glasses frames without lenses? And Leonard's like, that's not going to work. Oh my god, you're so hot. She's like, watch this, and slides the glasses down the bridge of her nose and says, molecules. And it totally does it for him. I think the Joker's kind of like that, where he's playing to people's dumbest instinct. But it's so weird. He would just have a pair of glasses. Well, the thing is, I always imagine for the, the fight Joker... Scene. For the fight scene. He's on... He, they're in the cathedral, for it's fuck's sake. It's the Joker. You're right. You're right, he's the Joker. You're right. But I mean, that, that's the catch-all, but it's also the thing where I think that Joker basically plans for dumbest possible outcome. And I or smartest. Ima- I actually imagine him always having, like, the Andre Agassi green on one, I was going to say, arm with the glasses, pink on the other, like, neon glasses from the 80s. Yeah, we're not talking about actual Joker glasses. I'm talking about the Joker having glasses. No, but I'm just saying, that's what I imagine the Joker having. Okay. Actually, I kind of imagine, now that I say that, I imagine the Joker having, like, the bad Andre Agassi, like, weave hair loss thing going on. Where was that in Suicide Squad? They should have done that in Suicide Squad. You are correct. Yeah, should have been. Mm. And I have to say, as much as Suicide Squad is a terrible movie... It is. I love my Harley Quinn property of Joker jacket, despite the fact that it has weirdly shallow pockets, and that's why I now have an iPhone. And we went through pockets a couple weeks ago. Um, let's just get into this. Uh, you finally finished watching Jessica Jones. Yeah, we're not getting into that right, right this second. Pers- oh, really? For a hot second. For a hot second... Let me just get into the video game talk. Oh, yes, because we didn't do it last week. And then week. we're going to talk please about Numanji. No, please proceed. And then we'll talk about Numanji. Mm-hmm. And then Jessica Jones. Because I have an extensive list on Jessica Jones. Oh, no fucking shit. So, uh, last week we failed to talk about... I think we did really kind of touch base on that I'd started playing Last of Us. We talked about the first, like, whatever that was, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the game. Um, I had said, yes... I I knew the dad would survive and the daughter wouldn't because the description on the back. Um, have not played it since. Can you pause for two seconds? So the reason I didn't keep playing Last of Us, other than if you listen to Dan, I've been working <laughs> six days amount. a week. Yeah. Um, the mechanics of it are very much the same. Uh, it's the same studio, Naughty Dog, which I love their games. Don't get me wrong. Played all four and a half uh, Uncharted's, and now playing Last of Us, I just need a bit of a palate cleanser. But you realize that Last of Us' claim to fame is really just the kick in the dick with the opening. Yeah, and the rest of it's just a general yeah, find it's, all the it's, crap. It's, it's pretty and generic. And I do like, there's some new uh, mechanics like, you know, like finding planks and lifting ladders yeah. and carrying those around with you, I guess. 
like your Bob Vila in the zombie apocalypse or whatever. But um, so I had. Uh, you know that'd be a great uh, sitcom or miniseries. Bob, Bob Vila in the zombie, zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. I would watch the fuck out of that. Write that down. Thank you. Um, I had bought uh, two or four more games, depending how you want to look at it. Um, I bought Hellblade, and Which we did I talked not about talk this. About last week. Okay, we talked a little bit about it uh, on. Um, Damn. Damn. Thank you. About how it's a game where they actually had neuroscientists and people who suffer from psychoses um, weigh in on the game and it's about a character who has actual psychoses after a very traumatic uh, moment in her life uh, or that ends up triggering it I don't know I, I haven't put the game um, which I said on damn that's a little heavy to get into so I'm looking for a good palate cleanser between Uncharted and The Last of Us just because of mechanics and I ended up getting the uh, Devil May Cry trilogy. You know, have that's actually not very it. popular. Yes. Now, so apparently, is the Diablo games. Diablo's more like... No, but it's just... I know people D&D that... D&D gauntlet. Like, but it's just it, one of those things where most of the time when I know a person that plays one, they play the other. Okay. Because, and they're very different games, but it's one of those, like, if I'm in the mood for this, I'll play this, but sometimes I'm in the mood for that. Yes, yeah, I don't do in the mood for this and that, because then Thank I you. lose, like... What the controls are? Mm-hmm. Um, Can you set your own controls? Yeah, I guess it could to a smaller extent. Well, I mean, you know, there's um, lots of games where you can customize I, your controls. I, I'm looking more out of a more out of a puzzle solving with Uncharted and uh, Last of Us versus a hack and slash from Which Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry, yeah. Where it's like I just walk in. I kill everything in the room, and, you and I move first-person shooters, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no love lost between me and first-person shooters. Yeah. So, um, I haven't played Hellblade or Devil May Cry, but let's <laughs> move on to... What, what, in the butt? What, what, in the butt? Sorry, go ahead. How about let's move on to... Uh, let's use that segue for uh, new manji, I call it. It's actually not bad. It's actually it's really funny. It's highly enjoyable. Like, it's not like one of my favorite comedies of all time. No, but it's rewatchable. And Absolutely. it wasn't complete, um, I was going to say, recycled bullshit. No. And I wish... Am I sad that nobody said what year is it and then had to shave with a piece of glass? Yes, I'm a little sad, but still. I did like that you found out the one guy was like, because he kept saying like funky fresh and... Uh, Cindy Crawford. Yeah, because he kept making all the references to... To the mid-90s. Yeah, like I said, mid-90s, which is when I think Cindy Crawford had, like, her Diet Coke commercial. Yeah, I think so. It's like the same time that was, like, the I Want to Fall in Love video. Was that Cindy Crawford? It was not, but continue on. Who was the I Want to Fall in Love video? God, who did I Want to Fall in Love? Wendy Houston? No, no, it's a gentleman. Well, it's a man, at least. Or manage. R. Kelly. No. Oh. Well, anyway. It, it's um, not important. I, I actually like Numanji. I'm actually disappointed I didn't see it in theaters. Like I said, I, I had... will say it's one of those movies I held off because I was like, could be stupid. And I wish I would have seen it in theaters. Well, it's one of those things where I was interested in it, but I would have never paid for it. And a friend of mine took me because he was I interested. Would've... 
Like I said, a friend of mine took me because he was interested. I'd read some things like months beforehand about Karen Gilliam getting, you know, criticism for her outfitting in the movie, but it gets explained as to why she's wearing basically nothing. It totally gets explained her costuming the movie. And it makes she's complete sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And then, like, I went and saw it with a friend of mine, and I was delightfully surprised at how good it was and how interesting The Rock was. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, after Jack Black turned it down about five notches. About his phone, yeah. Which, As Bethany. But it's one of those things where it's no teenage girl is really like that. Aren't they? I don't know. I don't know about very many teenage girls. Did you get a little wispy when you, at the very end... When they named the kid Bethany? Kind of. I got all this, like, I, really, I didn't cry. It wasn't like Toy Story. It's one of those things where like, I was really glad about the follow-up. Because, you know, at the end of Jumanji, when, you know, they, they meet the original Jumanji. The original Jumanji. Like I said, Old Manji, I called it. Old Manji. When they meet the kids again, and they're like, we're thinking about going on a ski trip. And they're like, no! I kind of wondered everything that happened after that. And you get a little bit more follow-up on that, which well, I that, really like, liked. Yeah, like they dropped the, what was his name? Like Alan C- something? Seaboat McGillicuddy or whatever his name was. Seaboat McGillicuddy. Yeah, sure. Really? Yeah. Well, they drop him back to where he was in the yeah. 90s, and he like gets to have a life. Whereas Robin Williams in the movie, like, in, the, in old Manji, like, didn't have a life, right? Like he No, just, actually, that doesn't happen. They drop him back to when he's a kid. Him and his female counterpart. I don't remember the original yeah. that well. No, him and his female counterpart, they take the Jumanji game, weight it with stones, and drop it in a river. And then they grow up and get married, and they run into the kids again before their parents die in the accident. And their parents are like, yeah, they need him because Robin Williams' character hires them to work for his company. And the parents are like, we don't know when we can start. We can start thinking, we're starting to think we should take a ski trip. And they're like, no! Because they know the parents die in an accident on the ski trip. And so they save the kids that they met from being orphans. Well, that was way more of a... Do you not closure, remember any like of that? Emotional closure. No, yeah. I just remember the really bad CJ Ramos. No, no. So, like I said, in the original Jumanji, they finished the game, and him and the female character that started in the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. get dropped no, no. back in yeah, that yeah. time. And then they don't go on a ski trip or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I said, and so they save young... Oh, crap. Now her name's escaping me. Robin Williams. No. Um, Robin Wright. Interview for a vampire. Batman and Robin. Um, melancholy. Billy Corgan. No, Melancholia. The actress's name. Melancholia? Oh, uh, Winter Look Ladder. Don't Mary worry about Jane it. Jane in the first Spider-Man series. Kristen Dunst. There we go. <laughs> they saved Kirsten Dunst from being a... Comics, I'm back. Like I said, they saved Kirsten Dunst and her brother from being orphans, which means they're never these damaged kids staying in the house that find Jumanji again. Okay. And the same thing kind of happens when they drop, you know, the character back in the mid-90s. Yeah, see, playing McGillicuddy. Exactly. Like I said, they drop him back in the mid-90s, and then he runs into the kids again, and he's yes, like... and it's adorable, and it's sweet. But it's one of those things where they made these characters... He named characters. the kid Bethany, because she saved my life. Wow, like, oh, what? Like I said, they could have made this stupid and cheesy, but there was actually a lot of emotional nuances. And it was Colin, uh, very, Colin Hanks. Like I said, and very smart beats in it. Like I said, I thought, you know, I saw The Rock doing a reboot of Jumanji. I'm like, this is going to be like Rampage, and it's going to be ridiculous. I'm not going to see Rampage. Pass. 
But like I said, it was actually pretty interesting. I liked it. And I liked that they like set up the drums at the end and it's like, there's going to be a sequel. And I actually got kind of excited where I was like, I could see more of this. Well, I also Please like don't that, do Rampage. Like I said, I like that there's kind of a reference to the old old Manji. Where mm-hmm. there's the one where it's like, the character pieces are stuck, it must be magnets. And then old Manji, they're like, the character pieces are stuck, it must be microchips. And then in new Manji, the game translates itself into a video game yes. cartridge. And like I said, I thought it was smart. I thought it was interesting. I thought it made sense. And like I said, months before it came out, I read all these articles about how sexist it was that Karen Gilliam was wearing this outfit. No. But then you see it, and it makes complete it sense. Total, it makes and like, total sense. And her whole dance fighting thing was so funny. Can we just talk about the dance fighting scenes? So funny and so smart. And great music choice. Oh, yeah. I can't remember it off the top of my head right now, but great. So, like I said, new Manji, a surprising delight. I love it. All right. Let's get right into the meat of this episode. And let's talk about the music for Jessica Jones. Okay. Uh, We're going to talk about Jessica... Hold on. (laughs) We're going to talk about Jessica Jones Season 2. Spoilers. So many spoilers. Go. So, I don't know if you noticed it, but... The music for Jessica Jones Season 1 was good, but not particularly noticeable or special. Not as good as Luke Cage. No, not even close to as good as Luke Cage. The music for the second season of Jessica Jones was basically like throwback noir. And not in a bad way, but it kind of reminded me of Amelie and Shape of Water. Like, very much throwback noir. Okay. Like, Humphrey Bogart is looking for the Maltese Falcon. Okay. Okay. Thin Man, Maltese Falcon, okay, I get it. Talking about Dashiell Hammett, but yes. Dashiell, yeah. Excuse me, Dashiell. We're talking about Thin Man, Maltese Falcon, and... Nick and Nora? No, there's a very specific... There's a third book in that series, and I can't think of it right now. It's not important. The mystery book. (laughs) Okay, I know you said the mystery book, but what I heard was the mystery poke. And there's a lot of hilarious jokes in my head. And then I thought the mystery poke, and there was a lot more laughter. A lot of poking in Jessica Jones. But, continue. So, like I said, the music was a lot more throwback noir. And I don't think there really was an actual villain in this series. However, how do you feel about the character progression, seeing that we see a little bit more of Jessica growing up, and her, you know, kind of latching on to this man immediately, which is ridiculous. Who's that man, Oscar? Who's that man? Where did he come from? Sorry. And he's got a kid, and now she's got a family. Yeah. But no, it's one of those things where, you know, she's basically in college and Patsy's paying for everything. And she well, we do, we do get into Jessica Jones kind of, not origin, but... Like, say, kind of formative, middle origin, form, like yeah, said, formative, formative years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I said, so it's it's like we don't. Well, she just tears an ATM apart and goes, "I'm gonna bang that bartender." And then they become, you know, a team. And yeah. he is like half super into her, half selling her out. Nathan, Was he going to? He basically offered her to them to get out of his debt for Elias. But then the, like, crazy mom comes in and goes... And kills the fuck out of him? Yes, oh, here's yeah. the thing is that 
It's alias detective agency. Yeah, no, I get, I get the reference. But he wasn't a good person. But was he going to pimp her out? He basically negotiated it. And then he said to the mom, I just said that to get them off my back. I don't believe him. All right, fair enough. I think he got lucky. I think she trusted him so too much. So let's get into the mom then. Oh, God. Who? First of all. It's not a thing in the mm, comics. Jean re-editing, that's that. way too easy. That's why she looks different. Second of all, they completely destroyed Octopus. her... Yeah, like I said, they completely destroyed her parents' marriage and made her little brother a dickbag because he knew about their problems. Well, her brother was actually named after the writer of the comics, so what a shock. Um, I... I don't mind them destroying her kind of fantasy Disneyland idea of her family. No, I don't have a problem with her family not being perfect. Now, bringing they made her, her mom, mom back no, they made her mom as a super way smarter and way more forceful than she ever was. Like They say that, like, she's stronger than you. Like I, That's not it. It's that they made her mom's personality basically drained out her father. I don't agree with that whatsoever. That she drained out her father? Like, no, not, like, killed him, but she made him almost obsolete. Yeah, because like she was, her, like, a mathematical, like, professor who was settled for... Which was never mentioned in the first series. And neither was the father or brother, like... No, they, they talk other about than it quite a bit, like, you don't man, know. And then Purple Man taking her back to the house. Okay. So... And also, I... We have to agree to disagree on that. We do. Should we talk about the purple man in her head? It's on my list. I love it. Bringing the mom... Hold on. Bringing the mom back for a villain? Question mark? She's not really a villain, and I think it was... Now, I know... I I I think it was easy. Also, I know that the whole theme of the season was mothers and addiction. I think that building Inez out more as a villain would have been more interesting. Building? Inez. Oh, the... The homeless girl that ends up with Kyrie and Moss. Yeah, the the scam artist. Scam artist lesbian. Like I said, I think it would have been... I color in my head. I think it would have been more interesting building her out as a main villain. I agree, but the whole reveal on her was, was awesome in a good way as a watcher and... Horrible in a way as a fan of you know yeah art. Like you know you what just, I actually so really love though is that they were doing the build on um, Trisha's fiance being a villain and it was just him setting up a proposal. Like I actually really liked that bait and snatch that you're like anyone that Trish loves is an awful person, but he wasn't. He just wanted to surprise her and tell her he wanted to be with her forever. And then she realized that she was more excited about being on cable news than being with him. Okay. No, but it's one of those things. We'll talk about Trish in a bit. No, but like in the first four episodes, they're setting him up to be like the "I'm only sleeping with her to get information, and I'm totally going to fuck." Or that, like, yeah, like he's trying to get her story. Exactly. I love the flip that he wasn't doing that because that was very unexpected for me. I didn't expect him to be a genuinely good guy. I was totally like another dude that's after the fact that like she slept with Nuke. Or 
Samson, Simpson, whatever First his name is. First of all, I cannot believe that Noog was in it for, what, two episodes? Yeah. And three, Trish was so fucking stupid to immediately start doing the Nuke inhaler. Oh, the inhaler. Begin. We will get into that. We don't want to do it now? I, I really do want to work through my list. Okay, go ahead. Mom is a bad guy. Too easy? Too too hard? It's what? It's not too easy. It's just predictable. I I like that they gave Jessica... Dimensions? A physical... Yes. But this is the Incredible Hulk issue. Is it like the Batman... I'm sorry, it's Superman versus Incredible Hulk? One stronger depending on... No. no. This is the Incredible Hulk. This is the Ang Lee versus the uh, Louis Latier movie where it's like, do you give him a cerebral enemy or do you give him a physical emin- emony? You said emony. I did say em- At least you didn't say anemone. See anemone. Um, do you give him, her, a physical enemy? Like, so for the last season, it was Purple Man. It was Kilgrave. I'm going to keep it's calling Purple, purple man. man. It's fucking Purple yeah. Man. Who comes back. We'll talk about that in a second. But for this one, she had a physical enemy. Someone who she couldn't outstrength. No. And So was that good? Was that better? I think it was interesting. I wanted to bitch slap her for some of her decisions, but they were completely justifiable on an emotional level. I agree. However... Every decision that Jessica Jones made... Was justifiable on an emotional level. And how many times did she say, I don't know what to do? Constantly. Lots. Because she was driven between two different families. Her actual biological... And I think the reason that was able to work is because they brought in Trisha's mom. Rebecca De Mornay. Who's an empty human being. She wrecked the cradle. But it's just one of those things where yes, but it's one of those things where she still is technically a family that she belonged to. Well you get into that later on where Jessica Jones says I I wish I had a mother. Even though it was yours, yeah. I wish I had a mother. I'm jealous of you. And for Jessica Jones to say, I'm jealous of Trish. In terms of something emotional, and Trish is saying, I'm jealous of you for something physical. It's a very interesting dynamic. Okay, so, here's the thing. I totally get... Pam never feeling like she's anything other than ordinary. Who? Pam. Who's Pam? Trish. Patricia. Patsy. Why are you calling her Pam? Because it's not Trish or Patsy. Okay. Except Patricia. Sure. I get her feeling... She's going to be a thing next season. Like I said, I, I totally get her fearing that she'll be utterly ordinary because of her mother. Her mother has basically forced that into her since she was a little girl. Yeah. And Patsy, oh, good lord, that's an awful name. And, you know, her getting abused by the director. Oh, yeah. Forced into it because of her mother and then becoming her own person and getting the support from her boyfriend, almost fiancé, and becoming herself as a journalist. But having 
a sister who's also had these amazing abilities, feeling not quite enough the entire time. I get it. I super get it. And she talks it. about I, that. She I, says, I really, like, I really, a dominant mother and a superpowered sister. Okay, I get that. I think it's too fast to switch. And I think, yes, please. I don't think... And I... I was going to say, I think her doing the inhaler is too fast. And I think her deciding to go through this crazy process that's going to fucking kill her is way too fast. Like, maybe two and a half seasons? Totally get it. I get that they had to condense it and make it crazy like that. The thing that really pisses me off is that when she's, like, basically in the middle of this fit of super strength and hypomania, she forces it on... Malcolm. Malcolm, and it's just, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, she ends up locking him in a fucking trunk. For quite some time. But it's also, like, the first time that Malcolm takes it and he basically freaks out and runs for hours. Or at least that's the implication. I wouldn't say run for hours, but yeah. Just like I said, he, and Malcolm comes back and he's like, I did it of my own volition, but it was amazing, and I have a problem with that, and I still want you, and I can't fucking do this. It was too fast. We're going to feel the, we're going to fill the same holes in each other. I think you just made <laughs> a big bang theory joke. Sure. We had holes in our lives, and we figured out how to fill those holes for each other. Another thing I liked about the series is that I Jessica... Just, I think it was an accelerated thing. I did like the flashback episode. Which one? I want your cray-cray. I was going to say the mother's flashback episode on that one, but all right. I, I think the mother trope was easy. And they're making all the people that did all these experiments on them a little bit too justifiable. Sympathetic. I didn't say that. Well, no, but we have that whole thing with Jessica Jones where in the last two seasons, we have a bad guy who, for a split second, we say, can they be relatable, sympathetic because of what was done to them, and then we both go, no. No, they can't. Like I said, here's the thing with Purple Man. He was tortured as a kid. But he did so many horrible things after that. Jessica Jones' mom, Alyssa, which is Brian Michael Bendis' wife's name. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, she has this survival rage she can't control. But... And she was in a coma for five years. But he let her free. He What? He let her free. He did not let her free. The guy in the Doors t-shirt? He had to know she was getting out after the, I was going to say, after the aquarium incident. Mm, no, because then he drugged her. And took her home, but he didn't chain her up. He didn't kill her. He let her free again. He did drug her and did lock her up. Actually. No, he still knew that she had a way to get out. No, he didn't. I disagree. Uh, he says, I didn't want to know, but... Also, he's a real piece of shit. I actually do really feel he for the doctor on that one. for five years. He didn't fucking torture her. They had to keep her comatose because it was so much pain and trauma. There was, what are you talking about? Like, Okay, we're talking about two different aspects of her life. Of the mother's life. 
she was so out of it, they declared her dead, and he kept experimenting on her no, for five years after. She afterwards. wasn't out of it for so long they declared her dead. They had to do it. Okay. Mm, okay. Mm, mm, What's your mm. next note? I love that they had all the same clothes for Jessica Jones. I do, too. I really like that. I also like that Malcolm is redoing the pass-through window in her apartment. Yes, that gets paid off. Um, I thought he was like, I work for Habitat for Humanity. IGH, I don't care what it fucking stands for. It's inhuman growth hormone. How did you feel about Malcolm having to go back to his college and talk to his college girlfriend? I mean, it was like a 20-second, well, maybe yeah, like, like three-minute sequence, but it kind of put him off his game. And how did you feel about that? I thought that kind of educated when he shaved his head and went into... Oh my god, Shank sucks. What? The other detective agency? Yeah, but when he went into that... Well, she fired him for realsies. For fuck's sake. But yes. When he shaved his head, I went into finish the last alias case. So you're good. You're good. That is the last one of Yes. And he pulled it off and it was great. And he joins up with, yeah, Chang. What a fucking moron and what a fucking egotistical no. douchebag. Chang or... Chang. Yeah, he's a piece of shit but we'll see him next season. No, it's um, one of those things where Chang can't admit he's beaten. He's basically the splinter in your heel. Where I understand... Mind? In your heel mind? No, like I said. And whereas I totally understand Hobart's interesting arc during this, Chang's like, she killed my friend that I went through war with, when it was extremely obvious that she wasn't the enemy. But he was fixated on her because she beat him. Yeah. He was fixated on her because he got beat by a girl. Hobart, I actually really appreciated how they kind of drawn out her diagnosis. They have her being like, it's just a cramp. And then they have the silent diagnosis that we don't know what. And then she goes and does a bunch of coke and hookers. Yep. And then she goes back to work and tries to get forced out. And she's like, how about you guys go fuck yourself? And, and so she, she goes, wins. Like I said, well, yes and no. She goes to Jessica Jones for help to try and get dirt on them, but it's not Jessica that in the end saves her. It's Malcolm. Right. However, the arc where she finds the healer, I actually, I, I did not see that betrayal coming, but I really appreciate it. And I really hated... Inez, I fucking hated that character. Not because she was a bad character, but because I'm I always... I'm glad she's going to jail. Like I said, no, I, I did not hate that character, but I hated her because I always knew she was fucking trouble. What are your other notes? Purple Man. I loved him coming back as a part of her psyche because he is always going to be a part of her. He is going to be a part of her. She will never be free of him. And when she finally killed the prison guard that was torturing her mom? Uh, yeah. Hold on. Extremely satisfying, but fucking torture. Which kind of leads me to my next point. The uh, mostly women writers and directors on this. 
Jennifer Lynch actually. Jennifer Lynch actually, David Lynch's daughter. Yes. Actually directed the episode after she killed Holiday. How do you feel about the build of Holiday? Well, is it a piece of shit? Well, yes, but in the beginning, you didn't immediately realize that. Didn't you? Well, no, I didn't trust him because, you know, I've, I've seen prisons in the Marvel Netflix universe before. I'm, I'm not saying I'm just saying. Also, you know, the rap is not that secure because Captain America fucking broke everyone. First of all, it's pronounced America. Yeah. America? But like I said, it's one of those things where he immediately seems like someone you should confide in. But no. then he becomes very, very. Excuse me. And when she goes and to his house. And he makes you want to eat the protein. First of all, the second he said, eat the protein, as a woman, I'm like, oh. And second of all, when she finds the suicide trophies. <sighs> However, I wanted to actually ask a little bit about how you noticed that the home is very similar to some of the homes they used in Luke Cage. Where it's one of those, like, done in the 70s, fake paneling, shag carpet, basement. Yeah. yeah, but it's kind of the... Not in a bad way, just one of those... Animal like, heads. It was pretty generic. Yeah, no. But uh, I, I didn't see what you were saying. I still kind of have a little bit of a problem with the music. I feel okay. like the music still kind of marked it more as a noir story. And that's not really what it was. And I understand every emotional choice that she made, but I still wanted to strangle her effing mother. She's like, let's do this, and then let's do this. But we did this, and now we have to do this, and we're going to come here because I need to because die. Because of the wig. It wasn't the wig. Also, oh, the wig. I didn't understand the wig. It was a weird wig. No, but it's like, why is every part of her okay except the wig? You did cover that up. At the end. But it's just one of those things where it's like, her eyebrows are fine, she has eyelashes, why does she need the effing wig? Shouldn't that have healed too? Why did genetic editing not make her hair goddamn grow again? Also, I think genetic editing was a super stupid throwaway for why she looks different. It's an easy out. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, why didn't Jessica look different? She had genetic editing. But only to a small extent. So, 20 days versus 5 years. So who else has had genetic editing that looks different? Uh, the wizard. I actually really liked the wizard. I thought it was interesting, and we talked about how I loved, you know, the ferret. Give him hell, Emilio. And we'll see how it plays out later. Um... I like that they reused her clothes. I like that they have the jokes between her and her mom with the cheap wine and the whiskey. I like that they had them pass through window. I like that Malcolm felt the need to finish that construction before he moved on. I still think that Malcolm. Right. I still think that Malcolm would be a much more valuable private detective and investigator than Chang. Associate. Excuse me, associate. I think Chang is a worthless piece of shit. I think Chang can choke on a goddamn dick, and not a pleasant one. 
I mean, he's a great actor. He's nice to look at, but his character? If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.